the very first Manitoba Podcast Festival goes down International Podcast Day, Sunday, September 30th, 12 to 4 p.m. at the Park Theatre. Manitoba's podcast community gathers for an afternoon of networking, education, and so much more, featuring local podcast hosts, producers, radio personalities, taking part in panel discussions, and Q&As. Take part in this fantastic networking opportunity. You can like us on Facebook at Manitoba Podcast Festival. Tickets are just $5. The very first Manitoba Podcast Festival, Sunday, September 30th at the Park Theatre. Thank you to everyone who supports my dad's show. If you'd like to support Witch Police Radio, go to patreon.com slash witchpolice today. You're listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm your regular host Sam. I'm uh, in Osborne Village, and I'm here with Crab Skull. Hello. So um, I guess like before we even get started into anything, um, I feel like I kind of saw your name around a lot. I mean, <laughs> I definitely saw you at events and things like you know, and you used to work at Music Trader. Yeah. I remember buying some reggae albums off you at numerous points in the past. For sure. And um, but I was never really sure what Crab Skull was, and. I kind of made the connection, oh, that guy's Crab Skull. Okay. But I, I feel like lately it seems like it's more defined where you have a tape label and you've been doing a lot of production for people and it seems more clear to me, maybe, that this is what Crab Skull is. But what, I mean, how do you define what you do? Because you do a lot of different things, right? It's true. I guess, yeah, I do a lot of different things and I've always kind of thought that it's been kind of maybe difficult for, because I, yeah, I got, the, I got DJing I was doing when yeah. first, you know, you know, I've always been producing stuff but maybe not what you know only more recently been kind of working with other artists yeah because you were doing your own tapes and stuff and now you're producing for other people yeah yeah yeah. now i'm like yeah i'm definitely kind of uh you know working with other artists and kind of working more within a community that i kind of just was a little you know i i just wasn't involved with that's all i wasn't involved with with that i was involved in a musical community while working trader and like you know doing yeah djing dub stuff and like always kind of producing stuff on the side but but now yeah just kind of taking a little more serious and just connecting with with uh, with a culture in yeah. Winnipeg, that's kind of that that I that you know, I just kind of saw, kind of just in bloom or not, or I just kind of caught at a, at a unique time, you know. Yeah, yeah. And what I'm talking about is obviously specifically is like three feet and like just a, this kind of new wave of like stuff that I kind of just you know maybe three or four years ago that I just kind of like connected with and yeah. started seeing what was going on and and it just it was all happening at a time when I was just. Yeah, my production was just, I was just on a real bender with it, and things were kind of evolving, and yeah, so I just kind of connected with the culture, cool. and so now, yeah, working with other people and kind of doing different things, I don't know. Well, I feel like 3 Pete is kind of like the hub of a larger community of people doing, like, whether it's, you know, the individual members doing solo stuff and doing their own productions, and then, you know, people they, they frequently work with and R&B artists and things like that, it's just kind of like this weird circle around them. For sure. Just drawing in all kinds of people. It's, it's really cool to see. It is neat. Yeah, there's a lot of magnetism there, and they got a, they got a unique appeal, you know, like, in terms of what they're, what they're offering, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So... And yeah, just working with uh, working with those guys and, and you know getting in touch with the the Argyle space and like ha- I had a studio in the basement there that okay. I was using and then they had a studio upstairs so 
that, is that how you met them, or and yeah, yeah. pretty well. I mean, I I I know I I was associates with friends of them and stuff like that, but that's really where the my real connection came with them. Okay, because I was living right next door to that space, and uh, so yeah, I was just there every day. I was running into those guys. Cool, cool. And it was the kind of it was the kind of situation where. You know, it wasn't like I, yeah, we, I could just walk into the, I could walk into the three-piece studio space and just be like, yo, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. And this really catch a vibe of really what they were working on right then and there. Well, they're always doing day. so much new stuff too, right? Yeah, there, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, Steve was making beat tapes. Yeah. You know, Dale was doing his own stuff, and at the time, Roger was in that space, so he was doing his own stuff. Right. And everybody was doing something, man. Yeah. Cole, another homie of mine, was doing in a different space, working on stuff. It, it was a real inspiring place to be around yeah. because there was a real creative culture and it was almost just this like clubhouse vibe with the whole space okay so a lot of people were just dropping in and out and you know i was in the basement but i always go upstairs see what's happening have yeah. smoke you're connecting with a culture and that's what we really were able to connect you know and i guess that's how you get the collaboration happening too right because someone shows up and, and does whatever they do on, on one track and yeah yeah it wasn't just like oh we gotta hang out tomorrow and make this happen it was yeah. always just like yeah, just the meeting of chances every every day. You know? That's cool. That's really yeah. cool. It was just real. It was a yeah. real, real kind of just natural kind of like you know thing, and I could just see what was happening. And yeah, it was an honor to be a part of that. Cool, era. cool. Do you think that your uh, being being a part of that kind of uh, ramped up the amount of work you were doing? Because uh, maybe it's just because social media. I, I'm noticing it more, but it seems like you've done a lot of stuff lately. For sure, it's been it's been a, that's a combination of a few things. You know, like uh, one aspect of it really has to do with getting more in touch with the online community yeah so like i got a phone i got a computer like when i would have met you at music trader yeah. when i was selling reggae records i did not have any of those things and i was pretty isolated to just my bedroom with that kind of stuff you know yeah so you're still making music but just yeah i was still making yeah. music but just not really many people other than like my closest friends were really really aware of it right or like you know well, then I guess you'd occasionally DJ every once in a while, places and things yeah, like that. Yeah, not a DJ and do, a lot, do, do that, and so people would know about that, but still might not know that I was making, like, hip-hop. Yeah, yeah, for on, sure. You know, on, on the sampler and this or that. But, yeah, so working with 3P, or not working with 3P, but being in the Argyle space, what really helped me was just uh, that studio, man. It was yeah. like I had a real nice space with uh, a homie of mine had a sound system that he had set up in there. Cool. And it was like a real scoop sub sound system you know like real pa and yeah yeah so yeah i was just building tracks in this space and i lived next door to it so i was that able helps, to right? go yeah. i was able yeah. to go there as much as i was as I, I not as much as i wanted to but i was basically since i lived next door i was able to take advantage of the space more than the other right right people were because other people would have to kind of you know go home to schedule it around yeah 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 whereas sure. i'd be like oh they're gone at 11 p.m that means i got Till six in the morning. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Tonight, you know, like which is pretty good use of time, I guess. Right, you can blast out a whole bunch of. Yeah. I I got so man, it was, that was about two years ago. I got so much work done in that basement, that uh, yeah, it was uh, it it was just a new phase for me. Yeah, I think it, well, the new phase had to do with the MPC four thousand. Okay. Had to do with the shift of gear. What were you using before? Before this, I was using a, a Triton workstation. Okay. I still have it. It's a keyboard sampling workstation, and it's a, an amazing, powerful machine. But I just one thing with the Triton workstation is I never got into uh, memory, so I was never really saving work. I was able to uh, what I what I did is I basically would just record what I was making, okay. and that would be it. And it's done. You can add to it. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I turn off the machine, and it would just go back to factory settings. So, again, like, I'm just pretty slow. I've been slow kind of 
into getting into like the real technical technological age. Well, know, this is a lot to take into, right? For that, like, I mean, you gotta master all these different. <laughs> it's true, and, and, and at the same time, I'm doing all that, but I was like avoiding so much. I was avoiding the computer. I was yeah. avoiding like you know phone, and so now I have that stuff. So now I'm using Instagram. Now I've got SoundCloud. Set yeah. up, I've got Bandcamp. You know, so I'm integrating myself into a culture that. Well, I think that's why you you seem to be more prominent everywhere because like oh shit all of a sudden for sure you're, you're, you're there right and you're, yeah your stuff is going to get out there because people are sharing it and everything and it's the whole way that social media works yeah. yeah it's opened me really up to it man yeah it's cool like big time it's made me realize like wow like there's a and really it's like the world it's a small world and you know like and sure I'm making music in Winnipeg and I'm inspired by Winnipeg music but I'm also inspired by all the stuff around the world and it's so neat to like you know connect with that yeah. on, on, on that level it's so, yeah. so unique man so during that time before before you had all this, and yeah, I, and you, it sounds like you were doing a lot of work. Like I mean, for sure. How much of that is actual stuff that you've kept and that you you've released, or, or do you have like a big archive of stuff that just has never seen the light of day? Yeah, yeah, I have everything saved, man. Cool, cool. Yeah, like everything I do is saved and archived, I, I, if possible. Okay, you know. So, how do you choose what to release then? Well, I mean, I kind of just choose what I release based on just what feels right usually it takes me about a you know like uh, say like stuff that is coming out now I might have produced like a year ago okay people don't really know that a lot of people... <laughs> Tito it's okay it's alright um, a lot of people don't know that because they might just be hearing this stuff for the first time or you know friends of mine that are real close to me might recognize stuff that they heard at one point sure yeah but like um, yeah I, I, it's like I, I was I was so productive that there's hundreds of beats like literally since I first started working at the Argyle space. Okay. I've made close to 600 wow. beats. Like, that's just, I know that because I, I have everything archived in a, in a book. I have right oh, cool, cool. down. And yeah. And it's like, yeah, so it's like basically, I'm at, yeah, I'm at 573. Wow. Wow. And you keep track of all the details about, it? like, where it's, you know, how you, where you have saved and everything? So you yeah, well, basically, I just, I, I keep them in this list here so that I know the order of what I did them in. Okay. okay. So, and what I end up doing is I end up usually making tapes for myself of, of the last. You know, once I have enough to kind of fill a 90-minute sure, tape, yeah. I'll basically just kind of make a tape, and then I'm able to go through the tape, and, yeah, just, I listen to the tapes on my own, and just kind of, like, it just helps me gain new perspective of... of sure, it could be something you recorded three years ago, right? But yeah, yeah, and that, that's what, exactly, so I'll go through stuff that I recorded last year, or I'll listen to these tapes, I'll listen to the tapes throughout the whole year, Yeah. and slowly, the the jams that I... That, that resonate the most with me I know like okay this is gonna go on this this yeah. is gonna go on this this track I'm gonna shoot it by this guy because you know and I just kind of like okay. and I kind of uh, and and because all they're all valuable to me yeah at first they're all just little kind of like magical moments that, right. I, that I have so they're all just kind of you know my babies well it's cool that you have it so well documented too because I mean a lot of people do the same thing as you do but they just mm -hmm. It's a tape somewhere in his box full of stuff, sure. right? You're never going to find it again the For exact sure. moment you want. No, yeah, that's what all this stuff is, man. It's just like all the newer stuff that I kind of, you just, you know, it might sound weird listening to your own stuff all the time, but it just helps me kind of like weed out the stuff that is, that I feel, yeah, after a while, because like I said, they're all valuable to me at first, so it's hard for me to really know, it's hard for me to really pick the strong work from the, from, okay. from the mediocre work. Like it needs time for you to kind of absorb yeah. it and, yeah. Yeah, it needs, I need time to just kind of sit back and rec really recognize like, Whoa! Like, there's something really here that yeah. you know, and and then and then sometimes too, yeah. I'll, like, I'll have a guy like Egg come through, and and we'll just go through tapes, or we'll, I'll just throw, show him the last batch of stuff, and yeah. he'll choose some stuff that you know really resonates with him, and and sometimes that's the stuff that I 
I'm not connected with at all. Right, like, you just really? Had, you kept that's it, the way yeah, you're feeling. Yeah. I'm like, okay, let's do it. And, cool, and, cool. And, But yeah, that's the magic, and that's that's what happened with Feta, man. Like, I got beats that I've I've gave to guys multiple times. I've got beats that I've that I've, I've been like, yo, this is for this guy for sure. Yeah. I give it to him. Not into it. Not into it. Yeah. And then I run it by another guy. Not into it. Run it by another guy. Not into it. And then somebody grabs it, and then by that point, I'm just like, really? <laughs> like, what are you seeing here? You know, because I, I Cause it's the first five guys, yeah, 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 yeah. But then, yeah, it turns into something really cool, and so you never know, man. So yeah, I've, I've gotten into a formula where I can just kind of go through old stuff like pretty easy. Yeah. With either the, either the tapes or now I have everything kind of on my phone, so we can just kind of go through yeah. tracks real. Quick. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's another convenience the phone, aside from the whole social thing, right? Oh you can just, yeah. yeah. That yeah. one thing that has allowed me to share music with others is integrating into the digital world yeah because before that like i'd be like yo egg you got a tape deck yeah you know, if he's like no i'd be like okay well you gotta come over and listen to <laughs> you're right because yeah you, you can't know, get or, the file of it, yeah, yeah it's it was a definitely it was definitely different thing and then that that's local so think about me now i'm able to work i'm working with some other guys out, out of town yeah i would have never that would have never happened no unless they happen to have a tape deck and you send it to the mail and all yeah 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 and now, and, and never mind that, how would I even connect with these guys? Yeah, how would they have referred to you in the first place? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like now yeah. I'm, able to go, I'm able to go online and I am, I'm, I'm online and I'm, I'm connecting with a, a community that like, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just researching new music and finding yeah. new Yeah, and there's so much of it out there, it's ridiculous, yeah. It is crazy, man.
Well, I guess that's the benefit too of of being someone who has produced and produces a lot of content. I mean, you have, you have a lot of beats, obviously, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people who do completely different styles. Who something that you maybe abandoned two years ago might actually be perfect for for some guy in Wisconsin or whatever that you never heard of, and it turns out this is an exact fit, right? For so, sure. Yeah. For sure. There's been some real little kind of neat little kind of connections. And then that's another thing when some guys hit me up for stuff and usually they're, you know, guys that maybe I might not really be to flirt their work or, yeah. or you know, just they're just hitting me up for beats, whatever. I'll just be like, yeah, here, just go through these, whatever. And then, yeah, the things that they make out of it, sometimes it's just kind of really, it's wild. Sometimes. Yeah, it's like not what you expected it would be. Yeah, right. not yeah. what I expected and sometimes way better than I would have expected. That's cool. You know, sometimes it's the opposite, but. Right, of course, yeah. Well, you can't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're not always gonna get a winner, right? Yeah, yeah. So I guess on, on the topic of tapes, though, um, you started the tape label. Is that just you running that, or are there yeah, other people? Yeah, it both? is. Yeah, Fabich, Fabulous Itch uh, Cassette Company. Okay. It basically I started it just because I wanted to just not always be pushing the tapes on like my own media, you know? Like, right. Have something where I could, and also I I wanted something where I could kind of invite the culture and the community that I'm a part of more to be involved with. Okay. It. So, yeah, like Fourth Quarter Records and 3P. And, yeah, they have the, the label part and then the group part, yeah. Yeah, so we can kind of do things in cahoots and uh, and say with FC Coconut too and then the Ralphie Reese stuff. Like, right. I wanted to do, I wanted, I knew I wanted to re- release some Ralphie Reese tapes who's an MC from Philadelphia that I, that I do work with. Right, and is that an internet connection you made? Is that that is an internet connection cool, I cool. made, yeah. I made that connection through a, a producer that he was working with named Professor950 who, um, again, I just met on Instagram. Okay. But I just knew right away that I, I related to his work and his little world that he's into. Yeah, he's, yeah. This guy's in his own little world, and it's just a beautiful thing, and he's a real positive guy, and I just really connected with him. And he, out of nowhere, just was like, dropped this record called Dark Vader. And I, like, you know, I didn't, I, he kept kind of promoting it a bit, and I eventually just checked it out, and it, it just spoke to me. I was cool. like, yo, this is it. Cool, cool. So with the tapes, I mean, as someone who still listens to tapes and never mm-hmm. really stopped, I, I'm, I'm always happy to see new tape labels. Cool. Because there's a bunch of them. I mean, Dub Ditch is, you know, obviously a big one, and there's like a few other ones too that yeah. keep, seem to keep popping up, which is awesome. But sure. have you had any difficulties um, with people who don't have tapes and want to get involved, or did they just go to the digital options and, and skip the tape entirely? Yeah, well, I guess that's one thing with the with the tape label is I've been I set it up as a Bandcamp page, so right, so they if, can just do it there. So yeah. If, yeah, anybody that's not just buying tapes directly from me locally, or even if you buy tape from me locally, I'll make sure that you get the digital copy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it seems like that hasn't been really too much of an issue. I've well, had maybe good. a few people maybe ask me like personally, like, oh, you got to do CDs and so that, you know? Yeah. But it seems like overall, like. There is a, a rise in the tape. Culture. There is, there is, yeah, which is it's unexpectedly, but yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool. Yeah, it is kind of neat. So it's a, it's a, it's. The, I feel it's all the right time, you know. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. Yeah, I often wonder because, like, I mean, I know in some genres, I mean, especially like like punk and metal and stuff, tapes never really, never really went away, right? Right. And other things, it's a little, maybe a little bit more dicey uh, as far as whether the listeners are actually going to have a tape death, but for sure. But I, I think that there's so much is blended now, almost too, right? The punk and hip hop and everything else is all sort of meshed into one absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to. That's one thing I'm. I'm starting to kind of get. I'm starting to play within my mind. Is I want to just kind of get involved more with the punk culture here. Yeah. And just kind of integrate more of a beat crossover culture with it because I feel like, yeah, I feel like we're all listening to the same stuff too yeah. anyway. You know? Yeah. Like, or if anything, it's like I feel like there's a lot of crossover respect that can just come across and we can all educate each other about yeah. really cool shit, you know? Well, there's a lot of the same background, too. Like, I mean, just the, the, the type of regression and stuff and, like, the, the, the using the platform to get out a message which is not that different 
depending on who you listen to, obviously. But for sure, punk and hip hop can totally you can see the for sure. Yeah, and so. that that's totally what I, I that's totally what I feel like. I'm feeling like with the, in some of the direction that I'm taking some of the music, it's like it's some of it's kind of you know maybe not so aggressive, but I just got a kind of a vibe that I feel like I'm just kind of there's just something that I I feel like I, it would fit in with a punk culture. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that there's kind of room in both on both sides to experiment with that too, right? Because sure. yeah, they're, they're, it's very easy to be just a punk band or just a rapper, mm-hmm. but when it becomes really interesting is when you start bringing new things into it. So for sure, I I, I feel like that's something I want to see start happening more. Right? Yeah, some cool crossover like that. For sure, yeah. I think we're ready for it, man. I think people are all down for it, you know. Well, I think it almost, like, at times, Winnipeg kind of flirts with it a bit, and then it just sort of backs away a little bit, but it, a lot of people come close to mm-hmm. doing that, and it's just, um, especially with shows, like, I mean, I know, you know, when I was in punk bands in the 90s and stuff, there'd be, like, shows would be, a, you know, a punk band, a folk singer opening, a metal band, a ska band, whatever, and then it seemed like for a while that wasn't happening anymore, now it seems like it's kind of getting back to that, where yeah. it's people from all different genres are kind of playing shows together, and that's, sure. that's how you're going to get that stuff, I think. For sure. I love that, man. Yeah, I want to see that cool. happen. I want to see more of that. I want to be involved in some of that stuff. Yeah, it's super cool to I'm see. I'm going to try to get some of that going for sure. Do you, um, so is the label strictly going to be for your releases, or are you going to try and get other people's releases that you haven't been So involved? yeah, I've got some other stuff going on. Like I, I did, um, so yeah, obviously it started out just as kind of my stuff, and then stuff I was directly associated with. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the, we did like the three-peat tape, and then we did the, well, I guess, yeah, we did the three-peat tape, and then we did the BBS tape, right, yeah, which okay. is just kind of in cahoots with fourth quarter. And then we just did the FC Coconut Tapes, both okay. of those, the Slowpoke and um, Coconut Island. Those are two new S- FC Coconut Tapes that he put out. You know, SP404 beats, really cool tapes. Jazzy, you know, cool, cool. boom bap kind of style hip-hop stuff. So, yeah, we're definitely, I would definitely want to kind of, like, do some stuff that isn't just me yeah. on that label, for sure. That's cool. And how many, how many tapes do you actually have out now? Under the Crab Skull name, because there's a bunch, right? Like there is quite a few, man. There's uh, there's probably four, five or f- four or five. Like before I started doing um, kind of stuff like that, I've been doing in the last five yeah. years. So in the last five years, I've probably put out a good handful of tapes. I can't, I'm not even sure really how many numbers. But <laughs> most of the stuff is up, up, up on the Bandcamp pages, and then I got a bunch of new stuff that's coming up right cool. away. Yeah. Do you do, um, like, wait, I mean, the old stuff, for example, yeah. once it's done on tape, do you ever reprint them or anything? Yeah, or you, I just you... did, uh, I just did reprint, um, the set that controls from Heart of the Sun. Okay, cool, cool. That's the, like, Pink Floyd kind of yeah, yeah. loops and stuff. I just did another batch of 50 of those. Cool. We, I'd sold out of those maybe months ago, so. I just thought I'd, I just thought I'd, I, you know, again, just being, having kind of the, 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 the tape page up, I just kind of yeah. wanted to have everything kind of available, so. Nice to have a bit of back stock, you know. Oh, definitely. That's cool, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then some stuff is going to be limited. Like, there's a bunch of, like, these, this new batch of stuff that I'm putting out right now, I'm calling it Dub Ritual. Okay. It's kind of a, it's kind of a return back to um, an earlier, kind of more, um, I want to say dub sound, but it's not like, I'm not talking reggae dub. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. more of a kind of scorn type beat, break beat, kind of like uh, drum bass type sound. Okay. But it's like it's it's all boom bap hip hop, you know, and it's all sample based stuff. But it's just kind of moving in, back into this territory of this tape I did called Jovian Black Opera. Okay. I put that out in two thousand and nine on Prairie Fire tapes. Right. Okay. That's why I remember seeing it before for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so that this is kind of a return to that stuff. And that tape, believe it or not, is stuff that I recorded in Camor in two thousand and three. Wow. 
So that was five or six years after you, yeah. Yeah, so I, I'd come back and Chris Jakes, you know, was like, I knew he was doing the label and I just kind of was like, yo, here's, check out some of my, these tapes and I'd yeah. flip him a tape of that and he was into it. But that stuff was from like, yeah, five years prior to that or cool. whatever. But I'm coming, kind of coming back to that sound and it, a lot of it has to just do with like, like, just working on hip hop for the last three years and it's very, like hip hop is very like, most hip hop is very formulaic. Sure. Yeah. So, and, and don't get me wrong, I love it. I love yeah. hip hop. You know what yeah. I love? I love it how it's just predictable. And I love the mixes when it's like, you know, just locked and it's like, yeah, four bars here, bang, intro, yeah. verse, chorus. It's just. It's, but doesn't really say any surprises, right? You, you, yeah, yeah, you kind of know. Lyrically, maybe, but the, yeah, yeah. the structure. Of it, yeah. You know, it's you like like you know the guy's isn't just gonna spit. 15 bars yeah, it's yeah. going to be 16 it's always going to be and then it'll go to the hook and then, it's yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah it's yeah. always this. there's this kind of formula yeah. and I mean that's just the way it is you know it's kind of this that's the math of like American hip hop essentially you know? totally
one thing with the Joven Black Opera stuff when I was doing that in Camor, it was more loose. It, it, it felt more like, you know, I could sculpt ten minute jams. Okay, it's almost like free jazzy. In, yeah, in the, and just yeah. like you're able to just kind of get more, and then adding the dubby element in into it. What I mean by that is just like adding the effects, the live echo and like yeah. reverb. You're just able to sculpt an atmosphere out of something, and just take it to a the X-ray place. You know, sure. take it to a different dimension that that it, it, it can you can extend say a three minute jam into a ten minute jam well I think and that's the best thing about dub in general though right I mean like even with their, I know you're not talking about dub reggae but mm. I find a lot of people I know who aren't into reggae their problem with it is that they think it's too formulaic it's too simple it's too repetitive mm -hmm. but then you can play them something that will just completely destroy that bite because it's two chords but just blown out to the moon for sure and it just people get like what where did this come from like how did, sure. how did they do that right so yeah, yeah. It's how is this so abstract yeah. it's like yeah. it's all there it's just you just gotta have the mind to just have the vision and open it up a bit sure, yeah. you know yeah so that's what's I'm just starting to, so lately that's what I've been doing with my, my music I'm just kind of like opening that door again and, and allowing myself to kind of break away from the the 8 bars 16 bars of this 8 bars of this 16 bars of this yeah. out you know it's like and I love that you know but I, and I'll always do always want to work with MCs and break it down however they want you know yeah. like however they see it fit I want to do that but yeah I love getting into the dub because you can kind of get more abstract and you're able to like extend things and I feel like get into more of the zone with a with a track, yeah. you know. Well, you can allow the track to breathe out as much as it wants to, mm -hmm. as much as it needs to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I like to like have an intro that's like two or three minutes before even the, the yeah, beat yeah. drops, and you're just like, by the time the beat drops, it's like, whoa, it's a experience that I'm having, built yeah. like like mixing the beat, you know. And so these tapes are basically just those type of sessions. They're all not done on the computer. They're all done right off my gear. Yeah. Recorded to tape, and then I literally duplicate them cool cool so it's kind of just more of a live process that i'm doing and i just those tapes are going to be super limited i'm talking like 10 15 copies oh, each, wow. and then i'm not going to dub dub those ever again cool cool are they going online too or are they going to be strictly most of those aren't going online okay i'm so going to in start introducing some because i want people to be aware of what what i'm doing with right them. right and just so some i'll probably add some clips of of you know on every on uh, yeah i'll probably add clips of them all you know at some point and then there'll be a few ones that I'll put up the full full gems if they're the ones I'm really into. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing with the, with this, these type of sessions, they're more raw. They're more open to mistakes. They're more open to like uh, just that real. It's just they're real. Yeah. You know. So there are some. Yeah. There's times where the effects, well, you know, like things are gonna get saturated or overdriven, and I just I love it. I love how it's just it's raw like that, and it's just a live thing. And yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Because that's almost the opposite of what a lot of people think of when they're listening to someone who does hip-hop beats, right? Because they're mm -hmm. used to, they're used to the formulaic because they're mm -hmm. used to everything being super precise and all that, yeah. For sure. That's cool. And I got into that. Like, the last few mixes I've done, I've done on the computer. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. I've learned to just kind of, like, fine-tune everything and, you know, you're sculpting this experience but you're able to just, yeah, wake up every day and, and add more to it or fix it, fix it up. For sure, yeah. Whereas these tapes, it's like everything you're hearing happened during that session and, and I basically yeah every effect is live and it's basically live you know? that's and, cool and there's no yeah there's no computer so that's awesome yeah I like that that should be interesting to hear for sure yeah do you um, so did you grow up like I mean when you, when you were younger did you listen to a lot of the local hip hop stuff did you get into that like in the, in the kind of iconic Winnipeg rap stuff or, or is this fascination with the local hip hop scene fairly recent I would say it's fairly recent. I was always aware of local hip hop, and it's like particularly like I would say Peanuts and Corn. Yeah, yeah, right? for sure, yeah. And you know, and all the other crews, you know, working at the music trader, working at the music stores, I was always aware of what was going on. But I was, I just wasn't. I, I wasn't. It's not that I wasn't a fan of it. Yeah. 
I just wasn't. I didn't know. I didn't. Oh, I didn't. I wasn't a part of. The, I wasn't a part of that culture, and I didn't really know much about it. You know, I was obviously obviously aware of the local guys. Yeah, because yeah, some of them were high profile enough that you can't miss them, right? But yeah, For sure. Yeah, but I wasn't really listening to a lot of that stuff until, you know, more of my later years yeah. at the store or when I kind of started to kind of like say get to actually know those those guys, like sure. Pipskid and like Honeycut, and like get to know them, and then then you're listening to I'm listening to their music in a different light because like, okay. You know, I'm aware of who these cats are a little right. bit. Right. You know? And I guess you have the background of making beats yourself too, of understanding kind of true what's the what the, what the deal is behind you know how they made those or, or trying For to figure sure. out how they made them. I guess For sure. Like, yeah. yeah. McEnroe kind of. There was a point where I yeah I got kind of like working at Music Trader where I just kind of like wanted to really hear all this stuff. And yeah. People were t- always talking to me about him. No, you got to check them out. You yeah, yeah. Check them out. And so, so yeah, I did. I went through and checked out his stuff, and yeah, it was cool. You know, they definitely. They definitely did their thing, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, and who else was doing their thing like that? You know, they were to that level and that that many people. Yeah, they, they really had the whole. Know? Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, they were putting out records. They had their the label, and they were doing. Yeah, they were touring. They were like, yeah, they were they were making moves, man. Well, that's a good example, maybe of uh, McEnroe as a producer. I feel like I was really into that stuff. I guess what early two thousands, whatever that started really coming out. And uh, one thing I liked about it a lot was that you could listen to any, you could listen to Gruff album, you could listen to Fermented Reptile, you listen to Pipskid, Yai, whoever, and it's you know it's a macro beat. Like you can just there's something very very distinctive about Macron's beats, regardless of who it was for. It's like oh that's obviously a macro beat, right? Do you feel that you have something like a, a sound to your stuff that is identifiable as Crab Skull? And do you think people either already or will start to kind of pick up and recognize like is there a tell I guess in your beats for that sure. tells us I would say s- certain certain joints for sure you know and I guess it depends I've been playing because I've been playing around with the you know some different sounds I've yeah been playing around with Jeff definitely more you know I've, I've played with the soul the soul stuff and I've played with some different stuff you know you know the more ambient uh, you know electronic kind of sounds yeah. and stuff so I don't yeah it's a, I, I would think there was something coming through with my stuff you know, I know that my sounds, I know that all my drums and every, all my stuff that I do, it's like all from records, it's all into the NPC, so when you're hearing Crab Skull, you're hearing records. Okay. And that's one thing that I know when I hear other people's stuff, I'm not always hearing. And I know that's what I am not hearing. I know I'm not hearing records. Right. I know I'm hearing digital files, and it's just a different thing, you know? So I know that when I hear my music, some people might say, oh, you need to kind of like beef it up, or this or that, or you know? But it's yeah. like, I, that's just the kind of edge that is my stuff you know and as I evolve and am using more technology things are getting better like I'm learning how to kind of like make my sound just sound you know better you know? yeah as yeah. anyone would you know but it's always going to have that you know it's always going to sound like records yeah you know just going through into the machine and I'm not doing much to process them you know I'm learning little tricks here and there like in the machine and just kind of like getting the sounds I want but really it's like it's all about it's all about the sounds off the record and how I get them in that machine that's that's what you're hearing you know okay. yeah how do you uh, I mean you get a lot, of, a lot of records here obviously but what are you looking for as far as samples like what, do you sit and listen to a record and all of a sudden something just jumps out at you or are you specifically listening because you're trying to find stuff like it's, it's both yeah. it's both you know like basically I, I can tell you this that there's Something on every record, yeah, for sure, yeah. that I can that I can use, and I and I I feel like I'm not, I'm a fortunate person in that way because I feel like I can find gold in on anything, man. Yeah, and like you know, and really, if you, if it really comes down to it, and you start kind of going through 
Yeah, like I, the, you just open the doors, and I know that I, I, I'm fortunate that I can do that. I'm fortunate that I can like take a crappy record and just really comb through it, and my imagination <clears throat> knows there's no limit with some of these, yeah. these sounds. So it's like sometimes, yeah, and sometimes things work and sometimes they don't, but it's... I feel like I, I'll go through records knowing, yeah, oh, there's stuff on here, you know, like, because I'll buy records, you know, based off knowing what's on there. Right, you right, know? of course, yeah. And I and I do love, like, I love a lot of, like, pioneer electronic stuff, you know, so electronic records from the 50s and, oh, cool, yeah. you know, 60s, like, youth, anything like that. I'll listen to, I'll listen to those records from start to end yeah. and, like, thoroughly enjoy, and obviously every moment of those records usable, yeah, is yeah, usable. Yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. And then there's other stuff where it's just, like, the, the I've been doing a lot of Darbin digging lately because just... Some weird stuff in there. <laughs> well, yeah. and because I'm not into buying like fifty dollar, yeah, no, hundred dollar yeah. soul records anymore. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. There's still records that I'm that I'm like loving and stuff like that. But I just feel like the market has just changed so it's much. It's weird, yeah. You know, it's weird. And and I and I will always love records. There'll always be certain things that I will want. You know, and maybe the odd time will pay like a lot of money for, but I'm not that dude, man. Yeah, I definitely yeah. Will go. I go to the dollar bin and I'll go through and scoop a nice batch of stuff and bring it bring it home and like just go through and that's always what the stuff is yeah that's sitting around you know it's just stuff that i can kind of go through and i'll always find stuff on every you know i'll find stuff on everything man. cool yeah so i mean do, are all of these records records that you've kind of gone through and found something on or are some of them just strictly most listening most of them are records i've gone through but no a lot of them like because uh, again a lot of it's with this machine the way i've been working on this machine is like yeah there's a lot of stuff i haven't even gone through on here, there's a lot of work on, in there, man. Yeah. I could make beats forever with just the records I have. Oh yeah, you got not even buying sure. a new record yeah. ever, you know. Like, yeah. and, I, and I don't even mean that I have a big collection. I don't mean it that way. I just mean, like, even give me half of what I have, and like, right? It's like this. Well, even with five records, you could make a lot of stuff out of that. For sure. By manipulating it, taking sure. it apart. Yeah. Yeah, and the more you kind of like open up different doors with, because everybody does produ production in their in their own way. But the more you kind of pick up on other people's formulas and the more you kind of like stay open to different things that you normally wouldn't do, yeah. then yeah, you, you know, the sky's the limit because you can take a sample and you can chop it, you can micro chop it, you could loop things, you could do, you can layer that. Like sometimes I'll make beats and like the original sample, I'll just pull out to see what it sounds like. And I realize the whole beat sounds better without that. So I'll right. like abandon the whole original idea. It's like... It's like you're just throwing out the skeleton of this whole thing, and it's like... It's adding something new to what you took out of... Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. And it's like, yeah. And that, that's one thing I love about the MPC 4000 is that there's a lot of uh, possibility for um, surprise. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And so, like, a lot of the beats that I make are just... It's a real magic to me, because it's like... It's not what I went for, and it's like... It just kind of, like, happened, and it's like a real neat little zone that I kind of can find myself that in That is cool, night. yeah. That's to me. That's that's what I love, man. To me, I just like getting lost in in the, in it every time, and then I don't really even know what what. So I'll literally wake up the next day and be like, "What did I even?" How do did you do that? Time? Yeah, yeah. And I'll just have to go through the tapes. Oh, cool, cool. Usually, yeah, and just kind of listen and be like, "Oh, yeah, that," you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Man. How does that affect your just general music listening? Like, I mean, will you ever sit down with a record and want to just not even think about it, but just absorb it? And do you find yourself like picking out samples and things from that? It's hard, man. Yeah. It's hard for me to listen to a record and not have that perspective of, oh, you know. Yeah, oh, you should use that. I yeah. use that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it can be detrimental to, like, when I'm watching movies with my girlfriend. Yeah. Soundtrack? Oh, I'm just, just watching movies. Okay. I'm always just like, oh, my God. Okay, stop. I, you know, I got to hook up, yeah. hook up my machine, make sure I get this little sample. Yeah. And my girlfriend's like, oh, man, like, 
every ten minutes we're stopping this movie so yeah. he can take us down. So yeah, I have to sometimes just like stop <laughs> doing that. You, know? you should just, go somewhere else out of, out of the building and yeah, yeah. Or I just have to be like, yeah, just like, hey, I'm not, I'm not sampling. I'm we're just watching this movie. I'm not gonna stop the movie, you know, for yeah, anything. yeah. <laughs> gonna take notes, just have a secret notepad and write down the time. So yeah, funny. That's cool. But that's, I mean, that's, that's not surprising. I find that, like, I, I don't make beats, but I, I liked, I find that over the years, the more music I, I listen to of whatever genres, like, I end up spotting samples that I heard years earlier on something else. For sure. And it's, I can't not do that now. Like, yeah. now that I've started, started doing it, something else pop up, like, uh, and I'll be ignoring the song because I'm trying to think of what sampled it, and it's, it's irritating because it's like, I want to sit and enjoy this, but I recognize that one clip, and it's like, well, what is this from? I know what this is from. And For sure. My wife will be like, stop. <laughs> just listen, sure. listen to the song, shut up. No, it's a part of a, it's, if, you're, if you grew up listening to hip-hop, it's, yeah. just, it's, a, it's a symptom of that. You know? I think so, yeah. yeah. And, and I think everybody that really like loves hip-hop and loves music and kind of pick that stuff out, it's kind of just this little fascinating experience where you can kind of make those connections, and I've always kind of related them to like these like, you know, planetary conjunctions or okay. something. Because it's like these eclipses just happen where you're not expecting it. And it's like, whoa, what, yeah. what's happening right now? It's like, because it's a weird feeling. It is, yeah. When you hear a sample that you know you've heard and it's like... And you can't and place just, it though, right? And it just rolls by in the song and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like, what just happened yeah. right there? It's like, you don't even know what happened there for a second. You're like, whoa, oh, Oh yeah, that was you. Because sometimes it'll be like, just like a little guitar riff or something, right? And then it's for the rest of the song, you can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, your yeah. your mind is like kind of yeah. blown for a second. You're like, yeah. whoa, what just happened there? I was like, the it was like the great eclipse, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. Or something. <laughs> well, I guess it's probably similar the other way around to picking out samples you want to use too, right? Because it's just something just yeah. for sure. And that that's the thing when you hear uh, I'll hear I'll hear sounds and I'm like, oh, like that's like you just know that's yeah. like right now that's going in the machine that's a loop on its own. I just want to hear, you know. 
And then sometimes, yeah, it's like you'll hear things that you're like, oh, man, that must have been sampled. And you'll look it up and sure right. enough, yeah, it's yeah. Like a classic. Sampled 300 thing. times, but yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I've heard that. Okay, yeah. yeah. Things that your, your, your brain kind of recognizes or, or just as cool. But maybe you just haven't, you, you, I haven't really realized, oh, that's like a Pete Rock thing. Oh, I've heard that. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, of course, you know. Do you, uh, do you often try to avoid stuff that might be already well-known in order to find, like, not, not for that not to happen, right? Not to all of a sudden discover something that's already been discovered by eight other people? Yeah, I feel like my formula is kind of, the way that I do things now, I feel like I've kind of gotten away from that. Okay. You know, I'm not just kind of going through Curtis Mayfield records to sample yeah. anymore. Like, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm going through weird things that nobody knows or I'm, or I'm just I've got my own I've, lo- I've been lo- hunting out records so much and I got friends that are like wizards with it yeah that I've just kind of educated myself with the things that I like and I and I've learned a lot from them so yeah you, you know how it is when you're buying records it's like you're looking at the cover you're looking at the year you're looking at where it was made what the kind credits, of instruments yeah, yeah. you know and then if you know any of the producers or if you know any of the drummers and then you know it's all just it, you know it all just kind of adds into like something and you, and you find and I find that stuff in the dollar bin you know I find oh, like, yeah. yeah you don't find like the Curtis Mayfield record but you find maybe something on Buddha and you might maybe find something with like oh like some of these drummers you know or yeah. you know you find things that maybe are lesser known but that are gonna have some neat arrangements you're gonna have some neat production For you sure. know gonna have some you know, not everyone's a winner, but no, I mean, man, no. you know, you got to just do do the digging and. But spending forty bucks on forty dollar bin records versus one that's new record that, and you could have like you know a year worth of content. Out yeah, of that 40 no, dead. for sure, for sure. Yeah. That, that's where I'm at lately, man. I'll hit like yeah, I'll hit the dollar bins and like, just feel like I can come out rich. Yeah, for know? sure. Well, I think it's almost like uh, obviously a lot of people still do it. Sorry, still do it how you say uh, how you do it, but yeah. I think it's almost like a lost art for a lot of younger kids coming up because. The idea of looking at the back of a record and finding a producer, if they're doing everything digitally, that's not even there. So they're mm-hmm. not even going to know. It's like, oh, there's a dollar bin record. I don't know what this is. For sure. Right? I'm not going to bother. I'm going to go get whatever file from some guy. You know? For sure. Because it's, it's just not something you think of if you're only used to everything on Spotify or whatever. That the idea of like, oh, this guy produced this. I know him from this, this, and this. So it's yeah. going to be great. It's, it's, it's a the, different world. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. It's, you're yeah. right. It's a different world, man. It's like uh, the access that we have to, and you know, and I've been using the computer lately, not to sample, yeah. but just in the last couple of years I've just been integrating into it so I've been learning like oh yeah I'm learning about new music and so I can see how yeah with the digital world it's like you have access to so much stuff and everything pretty everything. much everything yeah. so if, yeah you, you can educate yourself about stuff that you know that I kids are educating themselves about stuff that I won't even ever find out about Absolutely, for yeah. another 10 years yeah. if unless I go on there and really dig into it but I'm not really doing that, you know? I'm talking to homies that are into records, and they're slowly yep. still showing me stuff that I'm like, holy fuck, and they're like, you don't know this? And I'm like, well, no, I'm not, like, I'm not really online, like, looking for that stuff. Yeah. You know? Like, I'd rather just dig for dollar records and, like, and I'd rather have a homie tell me about something like that and hear it face-to-face in his crib. Absolutely, yeah. And be yeah. blown away, and then I can come home and search it up and realize, like, holy shit, like, wow. You know, I don't I I, I just kind of thrive off those connections. So yeah. Like, I definitely know that though. There's a lot of dudes that are yeah, they're right on the internet and they're they're educating themselves. Man, I, I there's a kid you know, Young Hayachi. You ever heard of? This no, kid? I haven't. No. His name is Sam. Okay. He's a beat producer that I met working at um, Trader. Okay. He used to he's come local. In. He's local. Yeah. He used to come in with his dad. His dad's like a big big record head. Okay. And uh, and a really nice guy. So it was always just a pleasure to to deal with. Yeah, just talk to him. And Sam would come in. He was, this was, this would have been like ten years ago. He would have been, like, under ten years old. Oh wow! But he, I could tell he was 
into music. Yeah. And at the like time, more I, than the average ten year old. Oh yeah. yeah, he was he was like buying like Madlib records. Oh, wow. He was like, but at the same time, he was like in the dollar bin buying weird little things. Yeah. And, and I remember just saying like, yo, like you're buying a Madlib record, but you're buying a dollar bin. You know, whatever, Donna Summer Records. Yeah, yeah. What are you up to, you know, here? And I said to him, I said, are you, you loop digging that? And he was like, yeah. That's awesome. And I was like, you making beats? He was like, not yet, but, you know, this or that. Yeah, that's cool. And anyway, so the homie is now making beats, you know? He's he's now... No, what, 20 uh, He's or a something? teenager, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's a young adult, and he's a huge Pete Rock fan. Okay. And the, the, the kid grew up in the age of the internet. So what, what I mean by that is, like, the kid educated himself through the internet. Right. You know? He, he told me, none of his friends listen to Pete Rock. No, I wouldn't. None of his yeah. friends listen to Jay Dilla. He's the only one. So I'm like, well, how do you know about all this stuff? And it's just like, you yeah. know? It's all just sitting at home and doing all this research. But the kid knows way more about Pete Rock or Jay Dilla than I probably ever will. Right. You know? Because like, he sat there and, and absorbed he, all, yeah. Yeah, he knows it all inside and out. Like, And he's like, he knows samples and knows so much stuff. He'll go through my records and be like, oh... Blah, 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 blah. And he's educating me, and I like, and I'm. He's like, you don't know that man, and I'm like, no man. I'm like, wow, you know, <laughs> That's cool, and, yeah. yeah, and he, but but he's real good at what he does, man. And it's it's a real beautiful thing. Tito, <laughs> cancer. They're hungry. Killing each other here. But yeah, it's like it's it's uh, it's a it's a neat thing to see because it's yeah. a different generation, and I know I I don't relate to that, but it's equally great to see that passion, uh, you know, explored and you know developed. Yeah, for sure. I I, th- I kind of feel the same, not not knowing that kid or anything, but mm-hmm. like about. I feel like a lot of the stuff, especially hip hop, the younger generations into is it's over my head. Like I mean, I listen to a lot of rap. Most of my stuff's from the nineties, like yeah. honestly. And then there's a lot of Canadian early two thousand stuff, and then it kind of drops off for sure. And I just sort of stick in my you know I, I'm gonna put on a Wu Tang record over pretty much anything that came out in the past ten years. Right? Yeah. And so, especially even doing relate. the show, I, I interview people who are like you know at nineteen and they're doing doing hip hop. And they play me their stuff, and it, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. But I'm interested to know what they're doing because it's like, to them it makes complete sense, and to them it's their own thing. And I'm like, you know, I'm in my mid thirties now. I'm too old. It's like I, I, I've I passed it. I can't, I can't get into it. But something is gonna. One day I'm gonna hear one of those things, and it's just gonna click. And I'm gonna, I'll be, I'm gonna be fifty, and yeah. I'm like, oh shit, this is what this is. <laughs> I, sure. I finally figured out why this makes sense. Like, no, I can relate, man. I can relate big time. You know, it's definitely a sound that's kind of. You know, I wouldn't say it's like going over my head. I just feel like it's it's a sound because I was I was get, really getting into southern production. For yeah, okay, yeah. And that like minimalist kind of stuff. Just yeah, just just the just, well, just like just coming out of like the Miami bass stuff into just this like slower kind of like the the screwed and yeah yeah, kinda, yeah you know yeah and just like the eight hundred eight stuff like and just the synth production and I don't know, just I was just getting into all of it for a while. And it just kind of like it just went pop, you know. Yeah, and. So I just kind of feel like maybe once that stuff kind of dies down, I'll kind of be able to like maybe digest it with like a bit more like. But yeah, I I, I think I think I'm just old, too old. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. You know, every time I see up here, catch myself just saying what I'm just saying, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just too old. Now. Yeah, that stuff is just. Yeah, I'm just like I'm. Yeah, I'm the same way as you. I grew up with Wu Tang and like yep. all this old stuff, and like that's the stuff that I love, and that's the stuff that I'm I kind of coming back to now with more of a passion, and I just like feel like yeah, this is like. This is it for me, yeah. you know? Like, I love this stuff. Well, I th- yeah, I think about it, too. I and mean, some of these kids, like, I mean, the kids who are, like, 18, 19, they're closer in age to my kids than they are to me. And so, like, what's supposed to happen is your kids are supposed to hate your music, and they're supposed to come up with, like, punk rock is basically, like, a reaction to their dad's music, right? right. So whatever my kids, when they're teenagers, are going to listen to, I'm going to hate because I won't understand it. And it's probably going to be really cool, but I'm just... 
you know, I'm that guy. I'm gonna be the old dad who doesn't get it, right? So it's a good attitude to have. Yeah, it's, and, it, and it's probably the it's probably so accurate, you know, because that's that's rock and roll, man. Yeah, it is. It looks like rock and roll in the first place, right? Yeah. It's a reaction to the shitty uh, crooner music, which was reacting to something even shittier. You know, like I mean, for shitty sure. in the sense of the no. generation thinks the yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I know I I see it because when I I'll, I'll play kids my stuff and it's like, oh, that's that like. 90s boom bap. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. But it's like, and it, I get it, you know, they're just like, it, that's, that's fucking dad rock. Man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> well, a perfect example of that is, like, I mean, I, I work with people, like, in my day job who are pretty wide age range, right, just because most day jobs are like that. Yeah. And uh, when Chris Cornell died, me and another guy who was in his, around my age, we were, like, just really bummed out. We were talking about where Soundgarden was, and we were, like, sharing all these stories about listening to these old tapes and stuff. Yeah. And these kids in their, not kids, but, like, early to mid-20s, they didn't even know who he was. They had never heard Soundgarden. They knew it was some kind of classic rock band. And it was just such a weird... But it's, it's not supposed to work, right? Let's, For yeah. sure. It's, we're getting to that age, man. Yeah, it's strange. It's strange. It's, <laughs> it's strange. Yeah, I know you're right. But, you know, it's a, I, I think there's probably a lot of really cool stuff happening that Absolutely. I just... It's just not is. for me. Like, there is, yeah. And I know I know there is because I got friends that, that are, are really into that stuff. And, and that, you know, so when I'm hanging out with them, they're playing me stuff. And sure, sometimes I'm just like, uh But when I just really kind of put down my defense of, about it all and just yeah. kind of like stay open to it I see it's like yeah okay this is this is kind of cool it's you know I, I just see where maybe I, maybe I don't feel like there's longevity in it like 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 some of the stuff that I I would love yeah but that's not for me to say maybe they might maybe less longer yeah yeah, you know, yeah, yeah yeah like who knows you know yeah so I, I'm sure that's what our parents would have said too oh for sure hip hop never gonna fucking last or punk rock fuck that's just garbage over tomorrow but yeah. no man it ain't, you know like and yeah it just goes on and on and on and the new yeah. generations turn into their new thing and stuff for sure yeah yeah it's, it's weird it's weird I don't know like I, I think you're right about the defenses going though for sure I, I hear that stuff and I'm like oh this is shit my stuff is better right? yeah like my, my rap collection is way better than for this sure. garbage but it's like yeah, I, it's I, not it's, it's like just I have different this, yeah. I have this like yeah it's like I have this like automatic like just yeah, like you're like ruining my thing. Resentment yeah. about it, you yeah, know. But, yeah. but but yeah, but I gotta I gotta stop that. And, and you know what? And, I'm, and I, I I am pretty good about about it. Like but like in terms of just you know working say with a community. Like I like yeah say like I want I want to work with Winnipeg artists, and I don't want to be that guy that's like just a, a bummer. You know, I, yeah, I want to be yeah, open to everything, sure. and like yeah, and just be be open to everything. And just it doesn't matter, man. If you're making something and you're passionate about it, just do it. You know, yes, yeah. it'll lead to better stuff anyway. Like. Or you know, it'll just lead to you making real art, you know, no matter what. So. For sure, yeah, and I think that's what that's what I, I do respect about that stuff, even if I don't get it. Yeah. Is that it's real, genuine art, and it's their expression of whatever it is that they're expressing. And for sure, can't I can't shit on that ever because that's what me being a punk band when I was a kid does. That's what like it's what, it's what you're doing. That's what right. everyone's doing. So yeah, it's, yeah. I don't you're know. Right. It's what the podcast is basically. It's yeah. Just DIY putting someone out there and for yeah. sure. So. Yeah, as long as they're doing something, you know. Yeah, it's like you can't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe that's a good thing. If if I feel like if maybe if you get if you get past thirty five and you're hearing what the youth are doing in it and you and you think fuck this is whack. Yeah. Maybe that's perfect. I think it's. I think it is. Yeah. Like maybe that's. To. Yeah. Maybe that, that's exactly what they're supposed to be doing. Because if they were just doing what some thirty five year old thinks is cool. Yeah, it, it, yeah. When that I was that doesn't make sense. It really. When I was eighteen, I don't think the bands I was in, I expected thirty-five year olds to like. I would have been weirded out if they did, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you're right. You're right. Yeah. So I guess there's like something kind of 
fly about making music that adults just yeah. despise. Well, know? it's a different world though now because of the internet, because everyone has access to everything. Now people who in our age group are hearing that stuff, whereas before they just it would just not even be on the radar, right? right. So now there's more kind of criticism, I think, almost to the younger people because it's like, oh, what is this garbage you're putting out? Whereas before, you know, like my dad's generation, he wouldn't have heard my dad's because yeah, it wouldn't, you're like, right. let's say he came to a show or something, right? Like, yeah. You're right. Yeah, know. everybody's more kind of crossed over in education, yeah. and we're like able to see each other's work more on, on a daily basis. And criticize it more. Yeah, yeah, you're right. For sure, yeah. Absolutely. And it's more competition because everyone's trying to outdo each other. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird right. place to be in. You're right. And that, and, that, and that's an interesting place to be because I know I've got, you know, i got friends even online that maybe like are just maybe too negative with voicing that stuff. Yeah. And I always just think like, woo, this ain't the place to be doing that, you know? Because, yeah. you know, I sure don't want to hear... About what you hate, yeah, I don't want to hear about sure. what anybody hates. I, I know that's how I feel. I sometimes got to catch myself just like being bitter and resentful I do it too, about yeah. that stuff. Yeah. I got to like be like, oh wait, man, just it's all good. Just let them do yeah. whatever they want. I want to hear what you think is the best of that genre of music, even if I don't like it. Like, make me like it. Explain to me why you like it, and maybe something will click, and I'll, I'll get it for sure. Or I won't, but I'll still be like, oh cool, you listen, go go listen to it. Like it's, for sure. it, it does it for you. Just so yeah, like just just gotta be open now. Yeah. yeah. Not be an old get off my lawn kind yeah. of micro budget. It's hard not to. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if people are uh, after that, that was, that was kind of a cool tangent. I like it. But, um, if people are hearing about you for the first time on this show or want to find out more information, what's the best thing for them to do? Should they go to the Bandcamp or? Um, Bandcamp has. Uh, so yeah, there's a crap skull Bandcamp that has that has most of my latest releases up on okay. there, and then uh, the Fabich Bandcamp page has. Um, some of my stuff on there and then some other stuff has the Ralphie Reese stuff, the FT Coconut stuff. Okay. You can also go to their Bandcamp pages too. Everything's kind of, I'm trying to connect everything, you know, to just kind of like have more access. But I've got SoundCloud pages too. Okay. But yeah, it's, most of the stuff that I have online is just through uh, Bandcamp and then SoundCloud. Okay. You Do can hit me up at Gmail, CrabSkull, gmail.com. Cool. cool. Do you think there's a starting point for someone who is, you know, someone's totally new to what you're doing? Like, what would you recommend, I guess, uh, as something for them to listen to to sort of get a, an intro to, to what your sound is? I would say maybe Pink Quicksand. Okay. You know, Pink Quicksand is a good... Pink Quicksand's a mixtape I made a few years back, and it's kind of a good example of of just what I'm doing on the on the MPC. Okay. Chopping up soul samples, you know, adding my own little kind of dimension to it, and then just, like, sewing it all together in a tapestry that's like a, you know, a little a little adventure. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that's that's like a good place to start with, you know, in terms of something that's maybe a little more... Just feel good, kind of like, you know, beats. Okay. And I got some darker stuff that's like, you know, it gets a little deeper and like maybe a little more abstract. Cool. But yeah. Well, I think we talked about some of that too. Then, yeah. Later, so. Okay. And there'll be some songs on this episode too, so hopefully, you know, cool. people will, by the time they get to the end here, they'll have heard a couple tracks and they cool. have an idea. So. For sure. And then I guess you're on the, uh, all the Instagram and Facebook and all that and shit too. And I'm on Instagram. Uh, just started Facebook with the Fabich page. Okay, cool. So I uh, haven't really been too active on it. I got to learn. I'm, maybe, I'm maybe, so new to it. Maybe but by the time this comes out, people, you'll already have it mastered. Maybe it the, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we'll but the Instagram, that'll work. And yeah, the Instagram yeah. is going. I got Crab Skull Instagram and there's a Fabich Tapes uh, Instagram yeah, cool, page. Yeah, cool, cool. I'm following both of those. So. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Awesome. Cool. Okay, well, yeah, if people want to hear more episodes of this show, you can go to witchpolice.com. All 300 and some episodes by the time this comes out will be available for free download streaming. Uh, you can dig as deep as you want in the archives. Uh, you can find all the three episodes and related people episodes and I'm sure there's other people we work with you've worked with that have been on the show Probably. in the past there's enough I enough imagine, of an archive yeah. there yeah I would imagine and uh, this also airs on uh, Sunday nights at midnight on Yom FM so this is uh, what it's like beginning of July now it might not actually air until November or something but the okay. cool thing about that is it's just like a, an extra extra boost for an episode I mean they're always there for free down streaming so 
It's not like some, you have to wait for it to air, but if you happen to be listening to the radio at midnight on a Sunday, and here comes the Crab Skull episode, cool. maybe someone who missed it the first time online can suddenly hear your music and cool. hear more about it. So Cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, th thanks a lot for having me. It's cool. Right on.